0: Hey, thanks for coming. Welcome to the Love Shack.
1: Hey, it's time to be with us inside of the Love Shack. And the Love Shack is a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and discover the things that really matter while having a little bit of fun along the way. I'm here with my husband, Tom, and I'm Stacy Bartley. Today, we are talking about episode number 85, how body image impacts our relationships. We're going to be having a conversation with Kleena Byrne, and she is an expert on body image, and it's an important topic. It's one that comes up in my conversations with couples often as well as absolutely.
2: Absolutely. No, this is a big one. And this is, it can be tough to accept our bodies, especially when we feel like we don't quite meet societal or media standards or whatever standard that we place upon ourselves, excuse me, challenges with our body image also come in all shapes and sizes and male and female, not just female. So this can have a negative impact in our relationships and actually all throughout our life.
1: So as I had said, we're going to be speaking with Kleena Byrne, a body confidence coach who mentors people from around the world to accept and appreciate their bodies. Together here in the Love Shack, we're going to talk about the many ways our body image impacts our relationships, especially around physical intimacy. This is a conversation that comes up often, and it might surprise you how much impact it has And I'm going to give a little giveaway here because we show up in our relationships as good as we feel. So if I'm in an internal wrestle with my body, it's going to play out in my life. And we all know that, but we don't talk about it enough. If you're ready to stop being shut down and frustrated by your appearance and waiting to begin living your life until your self-image is a certain size or a certain way, You're sure to gain value today with our conversation and insights and simple steps that you can use to begin accepting your body just the way it is. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this short break.
0: I met Stacy and Tom about two years ago. I was at a point in my relationship where I was ready to file for divorce. Not that I wanted to, but I just felt hopeless and helpless. I'd been through other counseling and coaching and didn't find any success. With Stacy and Tom's methods, I was able to eliminate insecurities, set boundaries, plant my flag, eliminate rabbit holing. I was separated from my wife for a year, and I have since moved back home uh, for the last six months now. I still refer back to a lot of the teaching that Stacy and Tom provided, and it's helped me. It's well worth it. Don't let fear or doubt hold you back from learning what to do about your struggling relationship. Sign up for Stacy's new mini course: Five Days to Save Your Relationship to learn the three things you're missing from your relationship and get the exact roadmap you need to take to save it. Get instant access at StacyBartley.com slash Five dash days. That's StacyBardley.com slash five dash days.
3: Are you ready to venture off the beaten path? Expand your mind, raise your consciousness, and open your heart? Allow me to entice you with interviews with amazing souls from around the world, indulge in history, mystery, science, and spirituality. There's weekly skin tips, live esoteric readings, and answers to life's burning questions. So come join me, Sakura, your host, intuitive medium, and spiritual hypnotherapist each Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. right here on KKNW for Love from the Hip.
1: Hi, I'm Stacey Bartley, the author of my new book, Feeling Like Marriage is Dead, A Divorce Mediator's Guide to Ensuring a Lifetime of Love. In this book, I integrate a no-nonsense grip on reality with a compassionate understanding of human behavior to provide you with a systemic approach to marital bliss that is easy to understand and implement in your life. Read this book to find out how to make marital magic happen. And you can do that by going to lifetimeoflove.me Again, that's lifetimeoflove.me.
0: An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150.
2: Welcome back. We are Thomas Stacey Bartley, inside the Love Shack, episode 85. And we have our guest today, Cleaner Burn.
1: Cleaner Burn is a confidence coach and helps people from around the world to accept and love their bodies. Believe it or not, that might be a stretch for some of us. Love your bodies? Can you really do that? Absolutely, you can. She's designed her own specialized coaching programs to work with adults, parents, and teens. Her work is incredible and profound. I was actually very much surprised about how clina approaches this conversation when i first met her here several months ago and i'm excited to invite her into the love shack with us today clina welcome to the show it's great to have you here i've looked forward for this moment for many many weeks maybe even a few months
3: (laughs) me too we had a great chat the last time so it's lovely to be back here and chatting again
1: Yes. And I, I need to say, um, Kalina is Irish, but she lives in Paris. And I love what you said when you said, I talk croissant.
3: I thought that was just... <laughs> I do. I really do.
1: <laughs> so um, Kalina, I know that you've had a personal journey in regards to accepting your own body. And that's where this work comes from, which is always the best place, right? Because it truly comes from the heart and it truly comes from an understanding of what you know the journey to be when we then turn and, and support others. I know for me in the relationship space, you know, after my disastrous relationship experiences, that really is what drives me because I know it could be so painful and so difficult, right? To to get a handle on things. And then when you make it through, you just want to go, oh my gosh, I have some great ways and strategies and tips and such. You can make it. You can do this, you know? I love the image of somebody being on the other side of the canyon going, you can do it. It's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us your story, will you please? Will you just kind of give us a summary of of how it is you came by your work and that personal journey for yourself?
3: Yeah. So what happened to me was I, I had bad body image issues from quite a young age, maybe from about nine or 10. I started to really feel uncomfortable in my skin. I always felt like I was too big and I wasn't good looking. And there was just all these things that kept popping up for me. And that continued in my teenage years so there was two things that really bothered me there was my weight and there was also the fact that I had a problem with my jaw I had kind of like an overbite or an underbite but instead mine went to the side because I always say I need to be different so it was really hard to bite things like I'd bite into a sandwich and the bread would be gone but like the ham and the cheese would still be (laughs) left behind so it was really inconvenient but What happened to me was I knew that when I was 20, I was going to have this operation to have my jaw fixed. Mm. So on the lead up to that, I decided to go on this ridiculous diet. And I had it in my head that once I lost weight and once I had the problem with my jaw fixed, that my life is going to become this sparkly, magical thing. And I was going to be like those women you see on adverts for dieting, where they're like eating a salad and they're laughing and having a wonderful time. Like, I really thought my life was going to be something different. And so I lost a weight and I had my jaw fixed. And a few months pass, and I find myself looking in the mirror and thinking, "Mm, I still don't feel good. Maybe if I lost more weight or maybe if I changed my hair. And it was like, I woke up in that moment and I said out loud to myself while looking in the mirror, when am I actually going to be good enough for myself? Mm. And that's when I started on my journey and no one like me existed back then. So I had to really figure this stuff out by myself and it took me quite a while to heal my relationship with myself. And then once I got there, a few more years passed and I left my work and decided that I was going to go help people to achieve what I'd achieved because I actually became the person I needed back then. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm ready now to help other people because I know you can go from feeling extremely bad to feeling really good. And unlike me, you don't need to have permanent screws put in your face to wake up to that.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And I I know that this is, I want to just expand the conversation a little bit because I work with many couples and having this body image challenge doesn't just affect women although i think we talk about it more right we post about it more we We tend to be more expressive about it. But I find that men really struggle with this too. And this is where I'd really like you to chime in a little bit, you know, and share with us, if you're willing, some of the wrestles that maybe you've had with your own personal body image, because I I want men to hear that this affects us too, right? We we all as human beings have a journey. And I think sometimes it gets pigeonholed into females when really it's not a male-female issue. And it's really not a size issue. You know you can be any size i've I've worked with anorexia, et cetera, and man, you want to talk about some body image issues. I mean, there's nothing left of them, and they're still thinking they have this one little spot right that they've they've got to get rid of in order to be okay or to be happy like you had described in your journey. so
2: yeah, I, I would add, you know. And speaking, you know, and sharing, we, Stacey and I, we always talk before our show. You know, I I really think it's a, it's vitality. So wherever we are in our journey of life, we're, we're we've stepped back into, you know, doing some CrossFit and things, and. For me, it's it's a vitality issue. You know, I love Brendan Bouchard. He talks about, you know, the power plant doesn't have energy. The power plant produces energy. So what's going to produce energy for us? And certainly, I mean, if we're not feeling in a place of appreciation and gratitude for where we're at, wherever that is in the journey, you know, I was many years. If you've listened to us long enough very aggressive bicyclists and things. And so, but I literally feel like I'm starting at ground one again, you know, Mm -hmm. our our workout today when we came out, I said, man, that thing kicked my fanny. And I mean, and so to think where I used to be, you know, from a place of being able to accomplish certain things, it's, it's, it's humbling, but so, you know, I can't overstress so that, but place yourself in a position to, 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 to be, to have vigor, you know, to have vim. that's, I think, and, and it's very different now than it was when I was, you know,
1: 25 years old. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but, but what are some of the body images that you've struggled with throughout your life? Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 my nickname in, 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 in
2: high school was tuna fish. <laughs> that, 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 that's, but that, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: the football coach said I looked like a big fat tuna fish when I was doing a drill. And stopped the drill. Stopped the drill. Made everyone, made, made everyone sure that he. They heard what he was sharing with everyone, and that was my nick. My
4: high school friends know me as Tuna. Stay with us. We'll be right back. a collection of resources designed to not just guide you through separation, but to offer comfort and clarity during these times. Our separation guide offers insights and support to help make sense of your emotions and the process of separation. And for those moments when words escape you, our guide on 10 texts to send when navigating space provides thoughtful prompts to help communicate with compassion. Plus a soothing separation meditation to help ease the overwhelming moments. Because sometimes all we need is a starting point or a way to start feeling okay again. Remember, you don't have to journey through these complexities of separation alone. Our separation support bundle is here to accompany you, guiding you towards healing, understanding, and most importantly, the renewed sense of self. Visit stacybartley.com forward slash bundle today to access your free separation support bundle. At Love Shack Live, we're all about exploring the real stuff that relationships bring, the good and the challenging. So let's tackle this together. Because even in the hardest times, there's hope,
1: growth, and yes, even love to be found. Mm-hmm. And so then you went on this radical diet
2: to... Yeah, lose almost, quite- Yeah. I lost fifty pounds in two months, and, and but I, it what it did is it give, it gave me vitality to start exploring ways that I could you know work my body out, which was a good thing. I mean again, everyone has to you know take that journey down the balance beam on their own, but yeah that was uh,
1: that was a defining moment. for me, I was really, really tall um even through junior high and high school and even when we do like the school dances I'll never forget you know the boys were a lot shorter than I was and so you know you'd go to do slow dancing I hate it because their head was always right here in my breast you know (laughs) and I think oh really do we have to slow dance you know come on and so I always felt like Amazon woman you know (laughs) just this big like Bigfoot because I, I have a big structure and stature. Not only am I tall, you know, I'm, I'm pretty broad and I've got a really big back end. I call it my junk in the trunk. And um, that, that was a lot to kind of wrestle with when you see the little, you know, pencil girls and, you know, they're kind of straight like a telephone pole and I was more like a pear. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: well, see, that's the thing. It, it really has a lot to do with how your body looks it's more about how we feel about it so you could be the societal ideal of what is beautiful and still feel rubbish about your body because it doesn't matter it really you could be the most like what's considered unattractive person in the world and feel beautiful and feel good about yourself and have a great relationship with your body you could be the most beautiful and feel awful so it really doesn't matter how the body looks and I find it really interesting, the example you gave, Tom, because someone made a comment about your weight and you changed that and weight is one of those things that often when someone makes comments about it, we go, no, 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 I'm going to change myself because of it. But you can't do that with height. So if someone makes a comment about your height, you can't go and change yourself and nor should you. And it goes for the same weight. Just because someone comments on your body doesn't mean we should have that ripple effect of then dramatically trying to change it. Because the people who make those comments on our bodies do not feel good about themselves. I have never met a person who's body confident who said nasty things to other people about their bodies. And the reason for that is when we're feeling bad about ourselves, we actually look for the flaws in others. And what it does is it makes us feel like a little bit better for a millisecond because we think, oh, well, they're flawed too. They're a bit overweight or they're a bit this, they're a bit that. But what all it does is reinforces the idea to ourselves that people are judging us. So it spirals and we go, oh, I'm being judged. I'm being judged. I feel awful. And then we get into a place where we're being really critical of ourselves and we start being very critical of other people. So your coach probably did not feel very good about himself. He probably, you know, he was much older than the people he was coaching. He probably was nowhere near as fit as all these young people he was coaching and probably didn't really feel great. So the fact he felt the need to humiliate you shows that he's not someone who felt great about himself and that's that's what happens unfortunately
1: yeah, yeah, I, I want to broaden this as well. I teach this a lot about judgment. It comes from within. You know, it's like if if you're challenged by or judging yourself harshly, and we'll stick with our conversation today, a body image, but it could really be anything. You're going to notice all the skinny people if I'm judging myself for my weight or my size. I'm going to notice, all, like I did, all the small people, all the little teeny tiny petite things, right? And then all the people that were bigger than me. And one, you know, makes me feel bad. And I go, oh, gosh, darn it. I'm going to have to, you know, figure out how to shrink myself. And the other one makes me go, whoo! at least it's not that bad.
3: Whoo, man, do I feel a lot better, right? <laughs> and that, oh, you and- don't. <laughs> that's the thing. You feel better for like a millisecond. And then you're like, oh, well, everyone must be looking at me doing the same thing. Yes, yes, that's so true. <laughs> yeah.
1: It is so true. And I love what you said. It's, it's not about how we look. We can feel beautiful at any size, at any age. You know, with any look. It's not about that. It's about the acceptance of self. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part, right? And I remember in our conversation prior to the show of saying, I used to get frustrated when people would say, well, just love yourself. And you'd go, "Ah, how do I do that? I don't even know. I mean, I like the idea, but what if I don't? And I remember you saying the same thing about loving my body and accepting my body. Um, mm-hmm. So so let's talk about some of the effects that that this uh, has on our relationships and on our lives briefly. And then I really want to step into some remedies that we can share with our listeners today about beginning this journey of acceptance, right? And and eventually getting to the place where you can love your body, because it, it really is so
3: important, right? It's so good when you get to that side. <laughs> it's the best. And um, where it shows up in relationships is basically like, How I explain this to everyone is your relationship with yourself is the foundation for everything. So if that foundation is awful and has lots of cracks in it and it's crumbling and it's full of holes, then it's going to be really difficult to build anything on top of that. And so you're trying to then build on your romantic relationship or relationships. You're trying to build on your friendships, your career, whatever it is. You're building on this unsteady foundation and those cracks are going to show up. And the thing is like a crack in a house, it's very all consuming. So when you don't feel good about yourself, it is consuming. It takes up your emotional, your mental, your physical energy. You think about it all the time. So you're showing up to a relationship where the your foundation is bad and that can show up in a few different places. First of all, like I said, it means it's all consuming. So you're very, very clued into yourself and feeling bad about yourself. And then how it can show up in the relationship is one of the biggest examples would be you have one partner who feels awful about themselves. So if the other partner compliments them or says anything good, they're like, no, 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 no. I look like this. I look awful. I feel fat. I feel ugly. And so they're telling basically their partner, look, this is why I'm not worthy of you. Then also it shows up in things regards intimacy, too, because you're going to be like, no, no, no. Stay away from me. I feel awful today. I look awful. And that actually has a ripple effect that makes your partner start feeling bad because these negative comments we make about our bodies do have a ripple effect. And it makes people start to think, well, if this amazing, wonderful person I love is telling me they're not good enough and they're ugly and they're this and they're that, what about me? So the partner starts to become quite self-critical too. Then they also feel extremely rejected. They start to feel that they're not being appreciated because when you're constantly complimenting a person... But, and they take the compliment and say, no, it's the same as if you gave like a compliment is a gift. If you give someone a physical gift and they were to take that gift, throw it on the ground and say, no, 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 that's absolutely no good. You would be so insulted. And that's what people do with compliments all the time. They take mm-hmm. it, throw it on the ground and say, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. So it starts to show up in these ways. And this is that narrative I just described is so common. But I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like oh I feel called out and it's not about being called out it's just being aware of that but this poor relationship is showing up and it can make us be extremely envious jealous self-doubting not feeling worthy like this example I just gave is a tiny one but there's tons of ways that that shows up in your relationship and people always say that your relationship is like you become two halves that come together I don't agree with that. I think when you walk into a relationship, you should already have a good relationship with yourself and your two whole parts that come together. And you work better if you're two whole whole parts rather than a half and another half that don't really know how to have a good relationship with themselves, let alone someone else. Mm -hmm. So if you want a good relationship with someone else, you have to have a good one with yourself and be kind to yourself and show yourself some love. Because if you can't do it for yourself, how are you supposed to go and do it for other people?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the deal. You're going to take it out on them. Mm we are going to, you know, we've got really two choices when it comes to the emotional relationship that we have with ourselves. I get to work with it myself, learn about it, accept it, own it. Right. And continuously grow with it. There's never a place and a station in our lives where we're going to just arrive. Um, if I don't choose that route, then I'm going to act it out because the emotion is going to need an outlet. And oftentimes that is taken out on the people we love the most, right? Because we don't know what else to do with it. And unfortunately you're absolutely right that ripple effect happens and and then I've got my partner that's now overwhelmed with this emotion and they don't know what to do with it and and they start to feel even if they did come into the relationship feeling really good about themselves like you said they're going to start questioning themselves right and and taking on a lot of this emotional energy that's getting thrown off and and then we're in a place of instead of breakthrough and growth we're in a place of breakdown instead
2: and what in clean, of, in clean, of what you described, it sounds like the proverbial walking on eggshells. I'm not sure what I can say that isn't taken in a way that seems like it doesn't matter what I say. I'm simply trying to, you know, offer my love and appreciation to my partner. And it's like, like that was a great analogy taking that physical gift and just throwing it on the street. Like, that that's very powerful. Like, Oh my gosh. And and I could not agree more. Um, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. you know, what does, I mean, it, it becomes so fragile and we, we don't even know how to share.
1: Mm-hmm. We start acting out on each other. Right. And then. And, and,
3: so, t- and we cannot expect our partners to be the ones to heal that relationship for us. We can't expect them to be the ones that truly make us feel good enough and worthy and let that be beautiful. or just accepting of our bodies. That's not their responsibility. It's our own responsibility. So we can't walk into a situation and just say, I feel awful. You make me feel better. Oh, you try to make me feel better. I'm taking it and I'm discarding it. Okay, what are you going to do next? Mm -hmm. It's not going to work, unfortunately. But that's where a lot of people, they go in that direction. They get frustrated. They get disappointed. Their expectations are not met. And then they think there's something wrong with the partner or there's something wrong with the relationship. And it's not that relationship. It's your relationship with you. That's the thing that needs to be fixed. Because again, it comes back to that foundation. If that's bad, everything else is going to be bought.
1: Mm-hmm. I call it work only you can do. And, and we try and get around it and under it and over it. And and I get it. I did it too, right? I, I tried to like do everything in my bag of tricks um, outside of facing myself and taking responsibility for this up to and including, you know, needing to be pleasers or begging for affection and love. and And that was where I would get my exterior validation, right? So maybe my taking it out on others is, me pleasing others and you know needing or wanting that hey you did a really good job or oh you're so beautiful you know we're fishing for those compliments to reassure ourselves in our hearts that we are okay and that we are wanted and beautiful and and what I find in couples is that when we finally come to a place of acceptance where this is what's happening inside of me we can simply ask for support instead of fishing for what it is we're looking for and it's a game changer. In fact, I have a personal experience when Tom and I came together and we went to this restaurant, this beautiful restaurant. And I, I noticed that when I was zipping, this was the trigger for me, I was zipping up my little tight dress that I was trying to look all fancy in. And and the dang thing was really tight around my rear end. And that's always just like a big thing for me. And I was like, oh, dang it. You know, it's, it's not as like, oof you know, loose as I had wanted it to be. And I noticed the zipper was kind of pulling right in the rear end, you know, (laughs) really exciting moment. And so we get to the we get to the restaurant and we get seated. And, and all of a sudden I can see Tom, like looking through me uh, at the table. And I, I immediately turned, you know, my head and was like, what's going on? And, oh my gosh, standing behind us was this most gorgeous, tall, lean, woman dressed to the hilt she had her hair up these beautiful like high heels on and and i just remember that that overwhelming like emotion right in nanoseconds going you're looking at that beautiful woman aren't you and then all of my own fears and doubts are starting to come up right oh my gosh you don't think i'm beautiful anymore you know you you know the jealousy the the self-doubt the spiraling all of that and i remember taking a moment just thinking okay Look, Stace, you got a few choices here. Okay. How are you gonna how are you gonna get yourself out of this one? You can get Maddie's looking and we can have that conversation and and have a fight right here at the dinner table. Okay, I don't like that option. Check. Um, you can get up and cry and run to the car and go home and eliminate that kid. That's not a good option either because I want to have a wonderful dinner and experience with my with Tom. Um, Okay, what if you were to just accept the fact that you're feeling insecure right now and ask for his support and love? And and maybe you could get you know, you could ease it by reaching across the table and saying, remind me that you think I'm beautiful and remind me that you love me. Would you do that for me? And that's exactly what I did. So I grabbed his hand and said, I'm feeling really fat. And, and there's a beautiful woman behind me, isn't there? And he's like, mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful, babe, that you said, yes, I'm looking. And yes, she's beautiful. Because I think if you would have said, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I would have known you were lying. And then I I don't know that I could have hung on to it. Right. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I, I, I am looking. And I said, I, I'm feeling really insecure right now. And, I, and I'm and i just feeling fat and ugly. And I'm starting to make up a, a, a narrative in my movie that you don't love me and you don't think I'm beautiful. You know, could you could you support me? Would you be willing to help me? Through this, and he says, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? And I says, I'm going to come around the other the other side of the table and and just hold my hand. And I said, and let's let's check her out together. You know, I want to be brave and I want to I want (laughs) to check her out together as you reassure me that you're I'm, I'm beautiful and yet you love me so that maybe I can work with some of my fears and insecurities. And sure enough, I mean, we were like, oh, that dress is bomb. You have kind of one like that in the closet. Don't you? I mean, man, you, you put your hair up like that. You look just like that, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, and I got a pair of shoes. And and so we went home and, and literally had the best sex of our, of our lives, right? It was like being able to play this out and to step into that place of feeling beautiful and using the inspiration is not a way to like degrade or downplay me, but to understand and see with his help and support that we can step into that too you can be beautiful too right and that was such yes. a game-changing moment for me anything you want to I, say about
0: that no you know and
2: again <laughs> I, I
1: just,
2: you know I think that there's some not think there is power in appreciating beauty whether it's male or female but that doesn't mean that I want to go have an affair with that person but there again like you said that becomes because that comes from my place of knowing who I am and stacy knowing who are you know each person in the partnership has to be very grounded in feeling good. Again, I use this statement often, but it's so, so true. You know, we can never get enough of what we don't already have. Mm-hmm. Right. So and correct me if I'm wrong. That's what you're saying. And it's not, or I guess it is cliche because it's true. So I would say, so for our listeners are saying, okay, cut the, you know what, how am I supposed to, you know, it sounds good in my head logically, but in my heart I'm struggling Um, or emotionally feeling wise it makes sense clean up but and i'm sure you hear this but how do i i'm not where i want to be physically how can i accept and appreciate where i am right now what are your best ninja tricks for our listeners that are saying okay guys cut cut to the chase here tell me what i need to know what can you give me here to help me as we step here in the united states into a holiday weekend where there's going to be lots of food on the grills probably eating and drinking too much
1: and we're all going to be in swimming suits and bikinis yes
2: so Mm -hmm.
3: Well, the first thing I'd say is you have to really make the decision that I actually want to heal this relationship, because like that moment that I had many years ago where I was looking in the mirror and saying to myself, when am I actually going to be good enough for myself? I made a decision that day that I was going to try mend this relationship and actually give it a go because- having a good relationship. So you have to decide on that. Like, it's like, it's like your relationship with your partner. You can't just sit there and be like, well, that would be great now, but I'm not going to actually put any effort in. You need to decide that you're going to put effort into that relationship. You need to decide that this relationship is actually worth something and there is value in fixing it. And there's value in having a good one. So that's the first thing you have to make that decision. You can't just half do it and expect something amazing to happen. So Mm -hmm. decision has to be made. And then the first, I have lots of tools I give clients, but the main one I give everyone to start with, because it's very easy and anyone can do it, is to try and mend their relationship with the mirror. And this Mm -hmm. is very simple on how to mend this relationship to get the ball rolling on it. What I get people to do is to stop approaching their reflection with a frown most people go to the mirror and they're frowning and they start scanning their bodies and they're like I look tired I look ugly I look fat I look this and it's like they have a shopping list of all the things they don't like and they go through it then they get really close to the mirror and start looking at pores and all this kind of stuff goes on right now imagine if you walked up to a friend and did that to them you walked up with a frown and then you started saying this looks bad, this looks bad. And then you went up really close to their face and started picking at their spots. No one would be friends with you and rightfully (laughs) so, because that's weird and just totally inappropriate. Yet we consider it completely fine with ourselves. So we need to kind of switch that out for something that's a lot more positive. So what I get people to do is to simply start smiling at themselves. Now, This feels a bit weird in the beginning because you're like, why am I standing here smiling at myself like a fool? But you're not a fool. There's a perfectly good reason to it. So when we smile, even if it's like a fake, you know, forced smile, it does make us feel good. It releases serotonin, dopamine. So it has this mechanical impact on our bodies that impacts our brains, which makes us feel good. So swap out the frown for a smile. You can fake it in the beginning, right? Sometimes like I will, when I'm working with clients, I'm like, wink at yourself, say something stupid to yourself. And you look in the mirror, be like, Hey, hot stuff, like whatever it is, make yourself actually genuinely laugh and do this whenever you see yourself. So, I mean, like when you're Getting ready in the morning when you see yourself in a storefront, just smile at your reflection. When you go to take a photo and your camera's on the wrong way and you see yourself looking like a thumb, smile at yourself. (laughs) Why not? And just start doing that. Okay. And that tiny thing that takes no effort, doesn't cost you anything, and you're just swapping out a frown for a smile has such a huge impact on what we how we see ourselves. Because what happens is it makes us feel good. And over time we start associating seeing ourselves but feeling good and you didn't even have to do much there you just had to smile at yourself in the same way you'd smile at someone you half like that you see bump into on the street (laughs) you know like Mm. some acquaintance your neighbor that you don't like you'd probably still smile at them you know and be polite so you can do that for yourself smile and if you want to add that extra bit of spice on top to really move things forward say some positive things to yourself when you do it You could pick out a few things that are your go-to. It could be like, I am beautiful. I'm tall. I've got a fine, juicy bum that doesn't fit into all my dresses, but I love it. You know, you can have your list of things you go to. And again, if it makes you laugh when you say it to yourself, all the better. I'm not saying turn yourself into a joke, but I'm saying say something where you're like, I am gorgeous. I have the best bum in the world. I have like whatever it is. It's simply adding some joy into your life, changing the way you see yourself, adding those positive affirmations and you're doing a huge amount of positive things there just by smiling and saying something nice to yourself. It sounds very easy because it is, but it has such a huge impact on how you, you think about yourself.
1: I so love that. And I would stack on that by just saying, recognize how important I am statements are. Like, I always teach with circles. And, and you know, the circle of I am is the most important circle that we all have, because it's life or existence itself. And so if I can validate that circle, right, again, and again, and again, by just owning who I am, you know, respecting myself, and as you say, you know, treating myself with love, like I would any other human being, even the neighbor I don't like across the street, (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, it is a really big game changer. And I and I love those I am statements. In fact, often I'll give them an, as an assignment and I'll say, I need 25 I am statements about how you see yourself in a positive light. And people go, oh, I can't even come up with three. I know. So now we're going to do an emotional push up, and we're going to work at this, right? I want you to come up with 25. And then when you do that, we'll add 25 more. Because the way we talk about ourselves to ourselves and to others has also, a huge impact as well a
3: huge impact and it's so interesting you said that because i have the same clients i make them create the list and every one of them can come up with the longest list of reasons why they don't like themselves or their bodies but when i'm like okay now we're telling i'm like i don't know anymore about why you don't like yourself tell me what you do like about yourself and there's radio silence because they genuinely cannot think of anything. And eventually they'll come up with one or two things or they'll say the same thing in two or three different ways, but they can't. And I'm like, can you, like, we have people in our lives that we really don't like, and we can find more positive things about those people than ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, it's
3: not good. It's not good. We need to do better for we need to do better for ourselves. And if we don't want to do it for ourselves, then we need to decide, Okay, well, I'm going to do this because it's going to be better for my partner. It's going to be better for my kids, my siblings, my parents, my colleagues, whoever it is. Once you start to actually do that inner work and repair that relationship, it has such a beautiful impact on not just you, but everyone in your close circle. And it's a beautiful thing to see when you say, no, I'm good enough. And the people around you start saying, maybe if you're good enough, then maybe, I'm, maybe I'm good enough too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm not ugly. <laughs> maybe I am actually okay. Actually, you know what? Maybe I'm quite good looking. And it, it has this profound impact on everyone around you. And it's worth it. You are worth it. But if you can't, again, if you can't see yourself as worth it, are the people in your life worth it? And they are.
1: So. Yeah, I so love that you did that because or that you brought that up because you know so much of how we see our bodies is kind of given to us by our parents who raised us, right? And and what they struggled with and the statements that they would say to themselves and and how they would judge their bodies and their lives harshly and um it's a sobering thought when you see it as a as a mother, you know And you've passed it down to your children yet again, and you can you're in that go-between place where you can see it came from your parents, and then oh my gosh, I just I just gifted that down right, and now they're struggling with body image and thinking that they have to show up a certain way or be a certain size. And and if I may, I just want to say the beauty is having a body, and regardless of what size or shape it is, or or what its abilities are, and I think sometimes it's so easy in our critical conversations to negate the fact that we have. Have a body and it has the ability with all of its inabilities and abilities to experience the sensories of life right it's yes. that's the joy of it the sensory the sight the sound sharing a meal you know being able to taste and touch and and feel those are those are the gifts of a body period and we,
3: forget, <laughs> we forget right that mm. our bodies right we could sit at home and be like i hate the gap between my toes, I hate my thumbs. I, like we could sit at home going through all the things we hate and tell our bodies we hate them. We could go through frowning at them, telling, they're not, telling them they're not good enough and treating them worse than we would treat anyone else in this world. But our heart keeps beating. Our body keeps breathing. If our bodies responded to us and they often do we do get ill actually from being quite cruel to ourselves but if our bodies were just to say you know what I'm done with you you're mean to me you don't treat me well we'd be very upset about it and then angry at our bodies for not performing for us and not like keeping us going so we have to show some kindness towards that we can't experience the best things in their in lives without our bodies and the thing is we only get one like It's not like you get this one and you can swap it out later. You can't trade it in like a car. You have one body and this one vehicle to experience your life. So are you actually going to just be like, you know what? This is the car I got. I'm just going to accept it and that's great. Or are you going to sit there and be, and imagine you're on like one of those old TV shows like Pimp My Ride and try to swap <laughs> out everything? Like I think when we put ourselves into different contexts, like a car, for example, we start to think, yeah, seriously, what am I on about? It gets me places. Isn't that enough?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I love the analogy because then we can start to emotionally associate what it feels like to truly accept myself, right? It, it is the acceptance of, okay, this is my car. Even if it's my car right now, it's my car, right? Um and and there is a tremendous amount that we can do with our bodies. There are. And sometimes, you know, that, uh, Tom and I just, as he had described earlier, just kind of come to a place where, you know, through COVID and such, we've kind of let a lot of our physical vitality go. And it's not about the size. It's about the feeling in my body. And we can appreciate that too. We don't have to use it to kick our own fannies. We can use that as motivation to say, okay, these are some things that I want to improve about the way I feel in my body. Um and that's very different than this is something i've got to change in my body so that i can be good enough and i want to make that distinction there. Yeah,
2: i think it's it's a very important distinction that like clean you said our bodies are miraculous mm. what takes place without any without us uh Directing acknowledging and appreciating like you say uh, it, it's a miraculous system if you will. So how about you know just as we take care of our automobiles from a place of appreciation okay what can i do to really optimize this one spacesuit that we do have you know at least in this incarnation whatever our belief system is so you know mine's had some pretty significant you know swap out here lately i've got places you know <laughs> things replaced. what a miraculous thing they can go in and replace my knee and put a fake one in there and it feels a lot better like and they do it kind of like changing your oil you know, but so from this place of appreciation, like you just so wisely pointed out my what might be possible from that place, you know, versus think, the the damnation of it.
3: Yes. Well, th- that's the interesting thing, right? Like when we actually start to really appreciate our bodies, that's when we choose to nourish ourselves and mm-hmm. to choose movement. That really makes us feel good. And what I mean by that is, right, so if you have somebody who really does not like their body, they will actually try to hate their body into a place where they think they're taking care of it. So what that can look like is someone who over exercises, someone who's exercising to try and make their body a certain shape or look a certain way. Or it could be that they're eating food to try and change the way that they look. That's coming out of a place of hate towards yourself. You don't, you can't love, like you can't hate yourself into loving yourself, right? The other side of when you actually love yourself is when you start to say, you know what, my body is deserving of nourishing food. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I don't mean doing any silly diets. I mean, just saying to yourself, you know what, instead of having a coffee for breakfast, I'm actually going to have a breakfast because my body deserves nourishment. And the same with movement, instead of saying to yourself, I need to go do these crazy intense workouts because I want to change my the shape of my body. You instead say, you know what, when I was a kid, I absolutely loved my trampoline. I'm going to go trampolining. Mm-hmm. Or I love yoga because of how it makes me feel. Or I love going, you know, for a hike. You know, movement can just be about things you like, or it could be like playing with your kids. It doesn't matter what it is. But that's how it works. It goes from I have to hate myself into looking a certain way. So then I'll like myself to I'm doing it because I deserve it and it makes me feel good. So why wouldn't I?
1: Exactly. I love it. You had a distinction too in our conversation between the difference of body maintenance, right? And, and self care. And I, I would love for you in the few minutes that we have left to share that with our audience.
3: Sure. So we often confuse self-care. We think of self-care as like putting on a face mask, doing our nails, you know, this kind of yes. stuff. And that is self-maintenance. That's maintaining your skin and your nails and whatever. That's grand. There's nothing wrong with doing those things. If you want to do those things, that's lovely. You go on your face mask, do whatever <laughs> it is that makes you feel good. But self-care is actually properly truly taking care of ourselves and i split that into three categories there's doing things that takes care of your emotional well-being so, again, a face mask is not going to do that. So, right. <laughs> so it takes care of your emotional well being. So, that could be saying to yourself, I'm going to every morning, I'm going to maybe meditate for five minutes. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to keep in contact with my friends. That helps care, care of my emotional well being. Then you've got your mental well being. So, that is your mental health. It's a little bit different from the emotional, but that could just be doing things like making sure you sleep enough, making sure. You um, actually have some like downtime when you get home from work, making sure you're not always on your phone or on social media, take care of the mind. And then there's your environment. You need to make sure your environment is some, a place that makes you feel good. And that could mean getting out into the countryside to be in that environment. It could mean taking care of your home space. So that it's not like, I don't know, really dirty or messy or, you know, you make sure you have things in your space that make you feel really happy. Could just be a candle. It doesn't have to be complex stuff here that I'm talking about, but that's self-care, looking after your emotional, your mental, and your environment. And what I get clients to do is to come up with three things that they can do that would take care of those things. And I, like simple stuff, like I said, get yourself a candle if it makes your environment make you feel happy. And go for like a little five minute walk if it makes you feel better mentally. And emotionally, if you're like, Instagram is making me sad, get it off your phone, just do those things to take care of you. And again, you can see how wildly different that is from putting on a face mask.
1: Yes, no, absolutely. Massively. <laughs> it's a, it's a, an incredible <laughs> distinction that I loved and wanted to make sure that we passed ar- along to the listeners today. Well, so, um, Clean a Burn, tell us how people can connect with you that are maybe needing some extra support with their body image or learn more about the work that you do.
3: Yeah. So um, my website is my name. It's cleanaburn.com. I've loads of resources there. I have a free body confidence journal. I've loads of blog posts about different things like, what to do if someone says I'm fat Um, you know, how to like do the self care plan, all of that's there. So there's loads of resources and that's cleanaburn.com. And then I'm quite active on Instagram. My handle is at cleanah underscore the underscore coach. And they're the two main places I hang out. So website Mm. and Instagram.
1: So as we take another one minute, 60 seconds to wrap this up, I'd love for each of us to um, express and share our biggest takeaway for our listeners today. And so, Kleena, would you like to go first?
3: My biggest takeaway from today is I think there's always more to learn in this area. And when you start this journey, just keep your your head and your heart open um, and you'll learn more and more along the way. I've taken some great things from this conversation today, too. So keep your heart open, keep your mind open, and I keep learning. And everyone else can keep learning about how to improve their relationships with themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. What about you, babe?
2: Well, I loved your your self-care, you know, and we talk about that and then we hear that you literally have to be in a cave if you haven't heard, but you know, they cannot be overemphasized and they're not as difficult as we like to make them, you know, so find something that feeds you emotionally, feeds you mentally and you know, makes your environment to where it gives you vitality. And as you said, it could be as simple as bringing a candle. Stacey's been an incredible influence in my life in that way. Wherever the space is, environment does matter. It's hugely important. And we, I think we dismiss it
1: often. Mm -hmm. To keep Mm -hmm. my vibration high. Absolutely. Um, The, the idea that your body is such a gift and if we could love and appreciate it and treat it as though it is a miraculous thing and it truly is. Um, even people who don't have access to to do basic things like walk and, and move their arms and talk and those kinds of things. I love seeing them be such a demonstration of joy through that sensory experience of still being able to connect with food and sound and t- t- uh, taste and touch and smell. And, and so, you know, if that's where we have to begin with appreciating our bodies, appreciate the fact in this moment that you're simply alive and that you simply have the gift and the opportunity to explore those things and begin finding those things that you love and start bringing them into your life and appreciating the fact that you can do that I oftentimes find is an easy easy place to begin as well just just step in and realize you get so many opportunities to experience such beautiful things in your body and maybe if we started appreciating those then we could start appreciating ourselves more so thank you so much for being here with us Kalina it's been such thank a wonderful you. conversation as always I'm sure we'll have you come back in and and we'll have another conversation this is one that we could continue to explore for for many many conversations for sure so thank you. Yeah, have a beautiful day we'll be we'll be in touch soon we're going to take a quick break um so that we can make this show possible we have some a quick break that we're going to share with you but then we'll be on back we'll come on back with a little bit of fun to finish up our show today and don't forget the other part my favorite the music part yeah that way it would make me feel <laughs> be right back Hey, babe, did you know that the average couple spends only two hours a day with each other? And the majority of that time is spent eating, watching TV, and surfing social media rather than connecting with each other. And if children are involved, my gosh, it's even less time than that.
2: I know, babe. That's why you created our conversation cards for connection because they're the perfect conversation starter. So the next time you're sitting on the couch, rather than turning on the TV or grabbing your phone, pull out a card and get ready for some good old-fashioned laughter and loving connection.
1: Yeah, you can get your cards at StacyBartley.com.
0: Seattle. Tacoma. Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at eleven fifty kknw.com.
2: Welcome back inside the Love Shack. We are stepping into our follow the fun, Mrs. Bartley. What are, what are we what are we having fun with today?
1: Yeah. Um that was an awesome conversation. I'm still kind of thinking about it. I loved that conversation about, about It's a about big image.
2: one, it's a big one. And it, it, it's a there's a lot of ripples a lot of ripples to how that can step in and and either help us in our relationships or adversely affect us. Mm -hmm. I
1: so agree. So as we turn the corner here, the reason why we have a follow the fun moment is because relationships really are an act of creativity and we can choose to recreate them as often as we desire or we become stuck in something old. And so for this reason, we're always going to leave you with a little bit of fun, right? This is going to be a fun one today. I call it do it outside, And do it outside. There's a little bit of prep. So let me just walk this, you know, walk you through this. To prep for this fun delight, a day or two in advance, ask your special someone the following three questions. And then what you're going to do is you're going to build your experience around their answers. And these three questions are, do you like it hot or cold? And that's all you're going to say. And they're going to say, what are you talking about? Uh, No, do you like it hot or cold? Insist that they choose one. You know, you can do this through text or through conversation and have a have a fun moment with it. This is going to set up some serious anticipation and curiosity for your hot date. The second question is, do you like it hard or soft? Right. The third question is, do you like it slow or fast? Now, here's the thing. You're going to take the hot or cold and that's going to be the food temperature. It's either going to be a hot picnic or a cold one. You want it hard or soft. That's going to be the dessert. Do we want a cookie that's hard or do we want a little something soft like a pudding and slow or fast is going to be the music selection for you. And then you're going to lead them to a wonderful place on the day of the activity. And that place is going to be a tent in your backyard in the most beautiful place that you can muster up or that you have access to, or you can make a fort if you don't by chance have a tent I'm going to invite you to fill this tent with blankets and pillows, your delicious picnic, and a portable speaker so that you can bring in the music component. Now, if you really want to put this on steroids, you can even blindfold them as you walk them to the tent or the fort that you've set up and prepared. Ooh, la la. (laughs) And share your picnic and point out their answers and how you've incorporated them in this experience. And after you've enjoyed your delicious picnic, do some stargazing, tell stories by flashlight, even some poetry if that's your thing. Maybe pull up a few jokes, have a few good laughs. Bottom line is allow the stress to fall away and the arousal of this moment to move you to a different place. I remember us doing this in the park. Right. It was a blast. Yes,
2: you you had to remind me, but I do remember now that you just walked us through that. It was <laughs> a very special, special experience.
1: Yeah. Get on the fun list. Each week we're gonna deliver to you fun tips and ideas uh, and monthly we do a giveaway and that's gonna be happening next week. So if you're not on the fun list, get on the fun list and you'll be entered to win some giveaways that we have prepared for you next week so let's dive into the song shall we this is a can you feel it moment where we choose a theme song and oh, i was so excited about john mayer's song um uh your body is a wonderland because it is it is such a wonderful thing to be explored to be sensory rich with yourself and with your partner and john mayer says it best when he says hey if you want love then make it swim in a deep sea of blankets his lyrics are always the best aren't they take out, take all your big plans and change them. It's going to be a while because your body is a wonderland. And I want to impress upon you today. That is so true. Your body really is a wonderland. And there's so many magical things that can be experienced through your body and with your body. And then it's just on steroids when we get to experience it or share it with somebody else. So check out that song along with each and every song that we have for the episodes of Love Shack, they're designed to move you, to get you to think, to get you to feel. And I guess that's a wrap,
2: honey. Anything yeah, and I would say? just encourage you, as we always like to, if if what we share today with uh, with Klina or past episodes and you're finding yourself, we've really touched on something that's really causing you some challenges in your relationship, I, I would... With great love and respect, as, as Robin Sharma likes to say, you know, reach out to us. This is what we do. This is what how we are serving our clients. And there's lots of different ways that we serve our clients. But the very best way to do it is check us our website out. The work with me link at the top of the website. They'll give you lots of different ways that we work with our clients individually Uh, in unique ways and frameworks. And it's going to be very different probably than what you've ever experienced.
1: And if you are hearing the fall of the fun and go, Oh, I wish I could do that. I wish that was available. That would, that sounds so fun, but I could never, or my partner would never, you know, that's a really great sign to say, Mm -hmm. Hey, maybe this is possible with a little growth and expansion and understanding about myself, my partner, our relationship, this could become available. So, you know, that's a, that's a great sign to say, Hey, this, this is available for you too. If you want, if you want it, if you want to take some steps towards creating it in your own life. And once you go there, just like we said, you'll, you'll never go back. It's a wonderful freeing place. And remember the only thing that ever stops us is ourselves (laughs) from doing a lot of things that we'd like to do so have a beautiful week it's been great to be here with you inside the love shack we wish you all the best and we'll look forward to being back here with you next week and thanks to Kleena and eric you're always so great to support us our wonderful engineer kknw team will be back next week for another episode of love shack live see you soon bye bye
0: Thanks for joining us today in The Love Shack. We hope you came away with something that made your toes tingle. To learn more about everything you heard on today's show, go to stacybartley.com slash podcast. Love the show? Help us spread the love by sharing the show with others. Okay, everybody, time to go. we got to close the doors to The Love Shack for this week. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Come back next week, though, and join us for another edition of Love Shack Live with Tom and Stacy Bartley.